Hello and welcome to Learn to Pray podcast. It's the podcast where we talk about how to pray, what to pray, when to pray, where to pray, and why we pray. Our host, Pastor Teacher Arthur Taryn V. Gaddis, has dedicated his life to helping individuals understand the great importance of prayer and how we are commanded to pray. And if we are to live our lives according to his will, his way and his word, that is God's will, God's way and God's word, then we must fall down on our knees and make prayer a priority in our lives. Lean in and listen closely, as in this week's episode, we talk about thy kingdom come, but more specifically, thy will be done. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Learn to Pray. I'm your host, pastor, teacher, author, Taryn Gaddis. Today, our scripture focus is going to be Matthew chapter number 6. I'm going to begin to read at verse 9 and verse 10, and then we'll focus on our thought for today. Matthew chapter 6, beginning at verse 9 and throughout verse 10, and this is the English Standard Version of God's Word. Here's what it says. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're going to consider the phrase to doing this podcast, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I would encourage you to go back and catch the earlier podcast as we dealt with our Father in heaven and then hallowed be thy name and your kingdom come. So far in this series of lessons, we have discovered the truth that prayer is a dialogue between us and our Heavenly Father. We can rest in that relationship. And we have seen the truth that prayer must include the elements of worship, exaltation, and praise. We ought to reverence him at all times. And we've been taught to seek God's rule on on the earth through praying, praying for his kingdom to come on earth and in our own hearts. We are to allow him to reign in our lives. And as we move deeper into what is called the model prayer or the Lord's Prayer, uh, we are going to, to learn the truth that prayer is also about resigning. In our, in our prayer lives, we are to grow until we, become, we come to a place where We lay all that we are on his altar and yield the totality of our lives and our will to the will of our Heavenly Father. And that is not always an easy task, but it is absolutely necessary if we expect to become all that God saves us to be. 
in that uh, famous passage in Romans chapter 12, we hear these words, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. When we talk about this idea of his kingdom coming and his will be done, we need to begin to look at this idea of what is God's will. What is the definition of God's will? Just what is the will of God? You know, I I do not think that I or any preacher for that matter could adequately describe all that the will of God is in in a lifetime, much less in in one message or one podcast. Well, however, I, I want to give a good stab at it while we're here and and just give you some idea of what God's will is. Uh, some people look at the will of God as the iron fist rule of an overbearing dictator. The God is too strong to resist, and so they they may as well give in to him, and and they give in give in to him with a resentful attitude. They would do something else if they could do something else. Others see the will of God as being um, invincible, uh, so they submit to it, not out of faith, but simply out of surrender. They do not submit to God's will out of love or joy, but out of resignation to what they see as certainty. These these folk pray, but they do not think their prayers will make a difference because the die has already been cast. The early church prayed for Peter in Acts chapter 12 to be released from prison on the eve of his execution, and yet it is apparent, as you read Acts chapter 12, that they did not believe that he would be released. They assumed that he would be a dead man by morning, and even and even though they were praying for him to be set free, they did not necessarily believe that um, he would be set free. Others seemed to even think that man's duty in prayer is to bend God's will so that it lines up with his will. They see prayer as an attempt to get God to do what they want him to do. In other words, they, they attempt to see, they, they see prayer as an attempt to get God on their page rather than them being on God's page. But the problem with this is that all three of these outlooks are faulty. Uh, yes, God is sovereign and he is absolutely in control of this universe, but he does not invite his children to pray about things in life, yet um, when we pray, we are not doing so to get our will done in heaven. We we pray in order that God's will might be accomplished on earth through us. Notice that prayer is all about him. You see uh, thy name, thy, thy kingdom, thy will. God is sovereign and he's a sovereign God. But he still commands and demands us to pray. 
After all, the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. With that in mind, let's just set the record straight when it comes to uh, God's God's will. I think it's important. Um, let's look at it and as as this. Uh, today's a new day, a fresh start. Yesterday is gone. There isn't a whole lot of lot that we can do to change anything that's already happened. However, today is a fresh chance to live life differently. Before our feet hit the ground or hit the floor, most of us have already planned our day, haven't we? There, we have a list of activities. We review things on our to-do list from the moment we wake up. Life is busy, and things need to be taken care of, such as uh, such is the habit of most of us. When we become when we became Christians, however, many of us looked to the Lord for each big decision. We approached prayer with a hunger to have God take care of our stuff. We sought out the wisdom from the scripture and we were on fire to let God be God. We were excited to see God do things his way and then time passed and our focus fell from all of God to just some of God. And perhaps um, as the years have gone by, we pray a little less for our needs. Perhaps we sought out Christian mentors less and less as we continue our habit of working and planning and accomplishing things without God. And then somewhere along the way, we lost our God focus altogether. We reverted to our daily habits of doing all the stuff that we need to do to get through our day. And now we find ourselves joyless, frustrated, and running life on empty. How many of us are counting the days until certain events of graduation, wedding, vacation, and retirement? How many of us, though, uh, are inviting the Lord into these plans? What if all the troubles, what if all the family drama, what if all the broken hearts, what if all the piled up bills and the messed up and the, and the mess ups that occur throughout our days are God's way of trying to get our attention? Well, what if, ladies and gentlemen, if, if God is using all the stuff, both good and difficult, to get our spiritual attention, to get us to wake up spiritually? Today, Look at all the things going on in your life and view them through this verse. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Can you lay out all of your fears? Can you lay out all of your concerns? Can you lay out all of your activities before the Lord and pray to have his will be done in each one? In our verse that is before us, the, the, the word will uh, is translated as the word uh, fellow, which is, uh, is like fellow with a th. This, this, this we are to pray for God's, means that we ought to pray for God's perfect will, a decreed will to be carried out on this earth, just as it is being carried out in heaven. We are to pray 
that God's will, that God will do as he has purpose to do, and that he will do it in us and through us as well. This, this verse that is before us tells us that God's perfect will is done in heaven and that we are to pray that his will might be carried out to the same degree upon earth. How is God's will done in heaven? Have you ever asked yourself that question? It is carried out completely, consistently, and constantly. It is done without complaint, without murmur, without discussion, and it's done quickly. God's will is done with joy and excitement. It comes out of a heart that loves the Almighty God. The fact of the matter is, is that as you listen to this podcast, we ought to be praying that God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven. If it were, if we were praying for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, what a beautiful place it would be. If God's will was being done on earth as it was in heaven, there would be no crime. There would be no sin. There would be no rebellion. There would be no abortion. There would be no homosexuality. There would be no murder. There would be no false doctrine. And the list could literally go on and on and on forever. Truth of the matter is, is that Satan is the God of this world. His will is being carried out in the world more so than God's will. It is a tragedy, but it's true nevertheless. God's will, as it is written in the word of God, is not being done, but we are to pray that it will be done. One more time. God's will as it is written in the word of God, is not being done. But we are to pray that it will be done. There is a desperate need, ladies and gentlemen, for God's will to be done in this world. It is, we, we are, it, it, we, there is a desperate need for God's will to be done in our lives. There is a need for God's people to earnestly pray that his will might be done here to the same degree that is done there. And if I'm to pray, Pastor, that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven, then I am, the, I am praying that this world and my own heart will be brought into perfect conformity to his revealing will. If I'm going to be praying for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, I'm praying that, that my prayer is that, that in this world and in my own heart, that God, that my will and God's will will be brought in perfect conformity to reveal his will. 
In other words, you and I can't do a thing about what those out in the world are doing, but we can do something about our own hearts and our own walk with the Lord. When I pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, I'm asking the Lord to take my life and conform it to his word and his will. When I pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, I'm yielding all I have and all that I am into the hand of the potter. When I pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, I'm echoing the prayer and I'm fleshing out the example of the Lord Jesus when he prayed in the garden and he prayed, not my will, but thy will be done. I, when I pray your will be done on earth as is in heaven, I am taking my life and finally and fully giving it to him to do as he pleased. That's what we read in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. And that is a tall order. That is a, a huge responsibility. But it is the path to blessing. Like I said earlier, I, I, I can't control what the world does in the relationship to God and his word, but I can control what I do. And my duty is to bow and to bend. Uh, my, my duty is to bow and to bend to his will, not to try to bow and to, and to bend his will to mine, but to bow and to bend to his will, regardless of what that will is. When I pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, I'm asking the Father to use me to make the earth a little more like heaven. When I pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, I'm praying for spiritual wisdom, uh, to, for spiritual wisdom to learn his will. In Psalms 119, verse 27, it says, Make me understand the ways of your precepts. And I will meditate on your wondrous works. The same Psalm, Psalms 119 verse 33 says, Teach me, O Lord, the ways of your statutes, and I will keep it to the end. I'm praying for the spiritual wisdom to learn his will. When I pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, I am praying for spiritual desire to do his will. I'm not only praying for spiritual wisdom, I'm praying for spiritual desire. Psalms 119 verse 32 says, I will run in the way of your commands when you enlarge my heart. The same Psalms verse 36 says, incline my heart to your testimonies and not to selfish gain. So when I pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, I'm praying for spiritual wisdom. I'm praying for spiritual desire. And then I'm praying for spiritual strength. In order to carry out God's will. Since we've been in Psalms 19. Let's go to verse 25. My soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to your word. Verse 28. My heart melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Philippians 2 verses 12 and 13. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed. So now, 
not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence. Work out your own, sal- uh, your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both the will and the work for his good pleasure. We can't forget Hebrews chapter 13, verses 20 to 21. It says, Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord, Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with every good, with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. But when I pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm praying, Lord, help me to carry out your will in the world cheerfully, completely, consistently, just like it is being done in heaven. You know, this is the attitude, ladies and gentlemen, that God wants to develop in your heart and in mine. Ephesians 6, uh, verses 5 through 9 says, uh, Bond servants, obey your earthly master with fear and trembling, with sincere heart as you would Christ. Not by the way of eye service as people pleasers, but as bond service of Christ doing the will of God from the heart, rendering service with a good will as the Lord and not to man, knowing that whatever good anyone does, this is his will, receive that he will receive back from the Lord, whether he is a bond servant or whether he's free, masters, do the same to them. And stop your threatening, knowing that he will that he who is both their master and yours in heaven, and that there is no partiality with him. May, 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 may he help us to see his will as a duty that must be carried out by those who know him. After all, those who do not know him are dead in their sins, and they cannot serve him. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you were dead in your transgressions or sad passes and sin. Let me close with this. If God is truly my heavenly father, if I am really interested in hallowing his name or honoring his great name, and if I'm actually committed to seeing his kingdom come into this world, then I am also going to want to yield to his will in my own personal life. So I have to end with a few questions for you. Question number one. Are you committed to the will of God for your life? Are you committed to the will of God for your life? Question number two, have you placed your all on the altar and have you yield all to him and his will? Have you placed all your all on the altar and have you yielded all to him and his will? And finally, are you doing everything in your power to see His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Are you doing 
everything in your power to see God's will done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, ladies and gentlemen, when we learn to submit our all to him and pray for his will to be done in our lives, we are honoring God as our father. We are hallowing his precious name and we are seeing to it that his kingdom work is advanced within us and within our hearts. Let's pray together. Father God, we, we want to thank you for all you have taught us, all that you have poured out, and all that you have endeavored to allow us to see. Lord God, you have, have taught us that you have a plan for each one of us. Your hand guides our steps and provides us with all we need because you are good. We realize, Father, that you want only the best for us. You're good and you're gracious, Father. And I thank you that your pathway will become manifest in my life. Help me to walk in the path that you laid out in front of me and that leads me through the narrow gate. Father, because you're gracious and merciful, your will is always oriented toward our benefit. It is for your glory and for our good. And yet this world in which we live in is, is cast in darkness. It can be difficult. And Father, you know how difficult it can be because your son lived in this same world, this sin-sick world. And it can be difficult to understand your will for us. And what seems to be, what, what seems to us to be good is sometimes all but not good. So we pray that you illuminate the darkness around us, that we might understand your will. Speak to us through your holy word, through your preacher and through your Holy Spirit so that we might continue in our understanding of who you are. And then finally, everlasting Father, when our Lord Jesus prayed in the garden, he accepted the suffering that awaited him. According to your word, he declared not my will, but thy will be done. And although your will is good, we know that it is sometimes necessary to suffer for the sake of others. O oh Lord, give us the courage and the fortitude to accept your will in our lives, even when doing so will demand dearly of us. Father, we pray that we will deny ourselves, pick up our cross daily, and follow you. And so help us, Father, as we pick up, deny ourselves, and we pick up our cross, that we'll pick up our cross and follow your Son 
as he carried our cross. We ask all of this in the precious and wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen.